Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, a lot to get to. Um, AI is going to kill us all. We keep hearing that. Yeah. Um, there's a whole lot of corruption going on, and we're actually talking about Biden corruption here. Yeah, more and more whistleblowers from the IRS and DOJ are coming forward with claims that the Biden administration is stonewalling various investigations into the president's son, Hunter. Really? Who, who while Joe was vice president and also for a couple of years after the vice presidency, was running around the world making all sorts of business deals that his, well, his dad apparently facilitated in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of questions about that, and we're getting more and more information about whistleblowers saying, well, there's one allegation of bribery, there's another allegation that, uh, you know, that well, the bank records themselves show that millions of dollars are being funneled to Joe Biden's kids, and no one really yeah. knows why. They won't answer that question. And the FBI has been stonewalling investigators looking into the president's son. White House spokesman John Kirby was asked about the long list of grievances we've heard about to date. And the reporter here is Steve Nelson from the uh, New York Post. Okay. There was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China. By the way, at least a fourth of Democrats. That's good, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, better than zero. Uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Wow, Jesus. <laughs> Hello? Hello? The president, the president, the president has spoken to this. Uh, the president has spoken to this. Time out a second. Is Kirby actually just tapping on yeah. the stand there? Yeah. Like he's irritated? Yeah, well, he's trying to play it off like, oh, this is a ridiculous question. And, of course, the the mopes in the White House press corps, remember these brave defenders of democracy itself, are laughing along with him instead of saying, hey, wait a minute, this is actually kind of a serious issue. As a matter of fact, all the rest of you hacks in this room <laughs> were nothing but propaganda tools that actually said, oh, Hunter Biden laptop, <laughs> Russian disinformation. That's the New York Post. They're the only ones that had it probably in that room. Well, I want to know how a white supremacist snuck in with the New York Post tag on. Oh, yeah. How'd that happen? Good question. Mm -hmm. Uh, John Kirby goes on. Uh, And there's nothing to these claims. And as for the the, the whistleblower issue that you talked about and uh, um, and the the, the document, I I, I believe the FBI has spoken to that. You're going to have to go to them on that. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Who was that saying, let's go? That was Corrine Jean-Pierre, the make yeah. press like secretary. Her. Yeah. So when the questions get hard, she asks, have the white man come in. Well, well, I, I think it's not so much about skin color as much as it is about uh, whether or not, you know, somebody has the mental capacity to put three words together. Oh, I'm just trying to play by the left oh, yeah. rules. 
Oh, no, in that case, then, yes, the Biden administration definitely prefers to have a white person speak for them because Joe Biden's an old racist. It's very well documented. Yes, very much so. That's why I bring it up. Wow, that's something. Okay, looking forward to seeing it because people are saying you just got to keep the pressure on. And I know, David, we've talked about this many times, may not be anything that comes of it, but you still got to keep the pressure on because Mm -hmm. you're trying to expose the truth. The truth still yeah. means something to a lot of people. And every in this time country. they turn over another rock, there's something else. Of course. I mean, you can only ignore this stuff for so long. I mean, even though David doesn't think so, it may, eventually, maybe they have to address this. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you want to know the truth, too, David. Well, I do. But I the cynical side of us all are saying, what's going to happen? Yeah, nothing. Okay. What's going to happen with Trump? Now, this oh. <laughs> something will probably happen with Trump because the FBI has different rules for, well, different parties. Yeah. Uh, CNN had the big scoop last night. You know what? They heard from sources that other sources heard from their sources Mm -hmm. that there's a tape of Donald Trump talking about taking classified documents. Dun, dun, dun. And this shows that he knew that this was a crime and there was no declassification is what he said. Do we have the audio? No, we don't have the audio. Are people peeing on others? What's going on? No, that, that's what I, I mean, again, they heard from sources that other sources told uh, their sources that there's a tape of Donald okay. Trump talking about this. And here's part of the reporting from CNN's Paula Reed. Okay. Now, sources tell us that on this tape, uh, Trump uh, it says that he has a classified Pentagon document describing a possible attack on Iran. We're also told that you can hear a paper rustling. It appears that he might be waving something around. On this recording, you can hear Trump suggest that he would like to share this information with the people he's speaking with, but he acknowledges that there are limits to his power to declassify post-presidency. And as one source told me, that is a real problem. Yeah, I've seen people saying game over, game set, match, okay. Donald Trump's going to prison for this. Now, I, again, I think the Justice Department absolutely will be, or the federal government will absolutely be prosecuting him as, as vigorously as possible with all of this. I do believe mm-hmm. that. Yes. But how many times have we heard this? Our sources are telling us that they have sources that say that there's this damning tape. And then a few months later, when the tape actually comes out, it's really nothing. I can't tell you how many times. (laughs) Seriously. The walls are closing in. This is the one uh, over and over and over. There should be some level of embarrassment with these people. Mm -hmm. But I guess there's so many of them. I'd be like, well, all our buddies, they should be embarrassed too. I guess when we're all together, we don't feel so embarrassed. Well, Trump was standing at the urinal next to a guy who'd been to Russia. (laughs) (laughs) So that counts for something. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Um, And you wonder about the timing of all these stories. Mm. You know, just a little coincidence here and there. Uh, Meanwhile, we have activists all over the country and, of course, in Portland. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've talked many times. We all love Portland. And it's just awful what's happened to that great city over the last, you could say, five years. You could say even ten years. It. It doesn't look like the same place anymore. And now what is the story with activists, David? So the city of Portland is finally getting around to trying to do something about the exploding homeless and drug use crisis. And uh, Mayor Ted Wheeler, a.k.a. Todd Whalen, on this show, uh, is proposing a ban on camping in public spaces during daylight hours, 888P, 
and then to eventually phase in a total ban on camping on the sidewalk or camping near schools, which I don't know why you got to phase it in. Just go. Just do it. Because I mean, <laughs> it is that you're, we're even having this conversation if you take a step back. Yeah. So the city council met yesterday to discuss the proposal, and of course there was a big protest. And I just, I just want y'all to hear the absolute numbskulls that we're dealing with here. Uh, KGW had a roundup of the protesters and people speaking at the city council. Okay. Asking homeless Portlanders to carry their homes on their backs for 12 hours a day, seven days a week, will heighten mental and physical distress. This is an attempt to criminalize homelessness. To ask them to go to sleep at night is totally unrealistic. What? Oh, hold on. Hold on. I got it. To ask them to go to sleep at night is totally, totally unrealistic. Totally unrealistic. <laughs> a bridge too far, you're saying? Yes. <laughs> Is, is, is that? I mean, I think I had that exact conversation with my toddler last night. Yeah, I'm sure you did. We all have. <laughs> I won't do it. You can't make me. I don't want to go to Betty Bye. Where are we? What is that? Okay, finish out the clip, sorry. What Ted Wheeler is proposing is inhumane, it's dehumanizing, um, and it will result in violence and death. Like, people will die if this ban passes. People will die if they That's can't their... set up a pop-up tent on a sidewalk. That's their go-to. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's like almost every other city and small town, especially in America, doesn't have the problem of people shooting up heroin and tents on the sidewalk in a downtown no. setting. And yet, I, I don't remember any news stories about thousands of people dying as a result of the lack of pop-up tents on public sidewalks. Uh, no, I mean, listen, man, we've talked about this many times, talking about the homeless, not just in Portland, but across the country. And you have a heart for people, and not every homeless person is the same, okay? But the truth is, there are a lot that are addicts. There are a lot that have mental issues. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Robbins? I'm trying to be serious, know, and you're laughing. I know you just get the serious face on. I just okay, go ahead. Well, no, the, I was just reading this the other day from Union Gospel Mission, who we partner with every December, and some of us give to that organization. And you know, it's the one true answer I think for homelessness because they partner with people and they. Help them along. But there is a program that you need to follow. And if you choose not to follow it, then, well, you're going to be out. Okay, there are times where you may have a single parent that is homeless, but a lot of people don't even see them because they're trying to hide the fact that they're homeless because their kids would be taken away. All of that. And you have a heart for these people, and you want to give them a chance. Okay, there are ways to do it humanely giving drug addicts and mentally ill people drugs and places to just sort of waller in their addiction is awful. Yeah. I don't know how these people can't wake up to that. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And after 8 o'clock at night, they can assemble again with the tents? Yeah. Again, that doesn't make any sense either. Well, the next thing, it's too much work to, yeah. to put a tent back up. Right. Well, you, uh, What you, are we going to hear next? You can't build Thunderdome in a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreal to me. All right. There's a whole lot more to get to. Um, you know, we were talking about Joe Biden a little bit earlier. The Robert Kennedy Jr. thing seems to be getting traction. Yeah.
Yet he's not getting a lot of pub out there. It's really interesting. And Elon Musk actually reveals what he wants Twitter to evolve into. Very interesting. All coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So this is the Wall Street Journal. Joe Biden has a Kennedy problem. Yeah, he does. Robert Kennedy Jr. He's running. And, you know, he's actually polling really well. You never see him anywhere. He, he, he really is, considering how much of the population even knows this guy exists, let alone running. It's I mean, kind of that, crazy. That is, that's really 20%. Well, and the left has tried to put him out there as just a kook. I know what they're trying to do, yeah. Okay. You know, 58% of voters have an unfavorable view of Biden. Only 22% have a low approval for Robert Kennedy Jr., and his approval is higher. Yeah. And without much fanfare, he's, you know, different places polling at 25%. Truly interesting. So in the piece, they talked about uh, the CBS affiliate in San Diego because Robert Kennedy Jr. was there to give a speech. And I wouldn't have known it unless I did the old click. Wow, there was a lot of people there. Hmm. Pretty interesting. You want to hear a little part? I do. Sure. Okay. This was, uh, again, on Memorial Day. Roll it. Most important way for us to honor the men and women who gave their lives for our country is to protect the rights that they died to give us. Mm. Rights that he's worried Americans are in danger of losing. All right. Listen to this part, man. This really, um, I've heard him say this before, Mm -hmm. but for people that don't know, it's like, Really interesting. I feel like I'm losing my country. I feel like my party has uh, gone off the rails. It's become the party of war. When the Democratic Party was always skeptical about war, it's become the party of censorship, which is the exact it's antithetical to the entire definition and tradition of liberalism. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of old Democrats that feel like they lost the party, and I think that's why he's polling pretty well. Yeah. By the way... Uh, you know how the the debt ceiling, and it looks like the house, and it's good because we're going to, you know, save all this money? Well, not really. Well, no. <laughs> not really. I mean, it's still way above pre-pandemic levels. But he actually said something, Kennedy Jr., that we talk about. And we're like, we don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> he actually said it. Ranging the current administration for, in his words, spending money that we don't have. We're like a... Like an alcoholic who's behind on the mortgage and is taking the milk money and buying rounds for everybody, a stranger to the bar. We don't have the money. (laughs) Going on to say we're giving it out to all these other countries. We don't Mm -hmm. have it. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yesterday we had that clip of James Vanderbeek, the actor, Mm -hmm. saying, what, no debate? Why? Because the DNC wants to run it that way. They want to be able to pick. They want the power. It's not back to the people to vote. They don't want anybody the to way, see this guy. If, if you're hearing him for the first time, there is a something wrong with his vocal cords. That's correct, right? Yes. Okay. I just say, if you're hearing this guy for like the first time or whatever, you're probably like, what is that? Because he strains like crazy to yeah. talk. and It's very difficult to hear sometimes and listen to. It bothers you. I, it just makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm sorry it does. No, I can tell. I always want to go... <clears throat> Well, he can't help it. I know he can't help it. I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying when you hear it, it's a little startling the first time. 
And then, it's, you know, it's just tough for me. I want to clear my throat all the time every time I hear it. Yeah, I, but different I, people talk about this show on video. I yeah. can paint this picture for you. As soon yeah. as I started the clip, Robbins was wincing. Like, it's just hard. It's <laughs> like, hard, man. He can't help it. Man. I know he can't. I'm not blaming him. I'm, I, I'm sympathetic to the case. But, yeah. gee whiz, man. Yeah, people have that. They actually get a shot for their vocal cords. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, you know, in some circumstances last that long mm-hmm. you know, to help it along are you saying that then he can't be president because of that no no i mean i mean certainly not a democrat that doesn't stop anybody i mean no malady does right i mean, <laughs> I mean you know you got you got them doing weekend at bernie's with diane feinstein and right yeah and yeah. john fetterman is a shell yeah. of himself and joe yeah. biden obviously yeah I mean, to me, the guy's way more coherent than Biden. Yes, I would agree. No doubt about that. I mentioned Elon Musk. What does he want Twitter to evolve into? Man, this was troubling, too, that Twitter canceled a deal with Daily Wire to stream What is a Woman? We'll get to that story later. Very disappointing. But this is a different piece that I happen to see that Musk is saying it's not just, you know, social media. They want to get into financial services and his point and i'm paraphrasing remember what happened to the truckers in canada and they were seizing all the cash like well their cash is no good here we'll just oust you from our bank elon musk is saying if we're going to have a free society you can't allow the banking industry to decide that based on your political preferences Mm -hmm. um i thought that was pretty interesting so you know He's talking about not just social media, but video, encrypted communications, you know, all this stuff, the full array. And I want to say, yeah, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. As long as you're cool, Elon, (laughs) unlike the other people, you know, in social media out on the West Coast who want to stifle free speech. And I'm not quite sure, you know, you can't trust anybody. So we'll see where that goes. Okay, David is asking the question, did America's wokest school district finally go too far? Can't wait for this story. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the millennial, and the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, the wokest school district, did they finally go too far? That's the question. Yeah, this is... um... A remarkable story. Brandy Cruz, she's a former Seattle TV reporter. We've talked about her before. She left uh, corporate media to do her own thing. Uh, It's called Undivided, if you're interested. She does some interesting reporting. Um, And the headline grabbed my attention. Exclusive. Did America's wokest school district finally go too far? Now, this is about the Olympia School District in Washington. Okay. the district made headlines, if you remember, I think Scott had it in his trifecta a while back, when it cut fourth grade band and wind instruments, citing in part ties to white supremacist culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, uh, last month, May 9th, uh, one of the district's elementary schools taught sex ed curriculum to fourth and fifth grade students. And you think, okay, sex ed, you're learning about birds and the bees, and, you know, that's bad, mm-hmm. roughly about the time when you start right. learning about puberty, when you start learning about what's about to happen to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, well, here's the thing. Uh, it was all this gender ideology stuff. 
And I love the line here. Perhaps the most bizarre is a depiction of a vagina with the face of a cat. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Uh, another page from the booklet that was handed out to fourth and fifth graders showed images of items students might need once they hit puberty. Tampons, razors, deodorant, those kinds of things. Normal, right? Mm-hmm. Except the page also showed a picture of a puberty blocker, even listing the name of the implant, the brand name of the implant. Ask for it by name. Wow, man. I'm still hung up on the cat. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, <laughs> I- Whoa. I know. I I can't. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, uh, David. Then the material also included something called the gender wheel. The gender wheel was created by uh, Maya Gonzalez, a... I don't even know how to pronounce this, honestly. It's, I think it's, uh, it's supposed to be Chicana, but it's spelled X-I-C-A-N-X, which actually looks like a mood stabilizer that this woman should probably be on. Uh, it's like Zcanx, okay. I guess uh, a Zcanx genderqueer femme with three decades of experience as an independent researcher with a specific focus on LGBTQ and suppressed history. Now, parents heard about, found out about this, and what has not happened to date is the school district actually got enough pressure to apologize for this saying this, the presenter went rogue, this was an outside speaker from Planned Parenthood that they brought in to talk about this, and, oh, well, the presenter went off script and not going to be invited back to speak. Okay. So if you're a parent of kids in elementary school in a blue state, what do you do? I mean, there are options, obviously, yeah. but that's what I'm thinking about. And I know a lot of people say, hey, it all starts in your hometown, you know, school board, city council, yeah, all that stuff. That's does. that's where change has to happen, because this is a mountain. This whole woke ideology, it's all over the place. I mean, this is June 1st. Get ready. It's just the beginning. Yeah, right. What we'll see this month, it'll be every other commercial, if not every one. Well, then you'll start to see what they're going to be teaching in fall. Yes. And you're going to get a hint of that. Yes. What's to come? I mean, because this has been in the works for years, and it does seem like it's ramped up. Like, there's a full court press going on right now, but it has been ramping up for years. Someone was making the point, you think about, you've got basically, give or take, 4 million people graduating from universities every year, right? And most universities are, we know exactly what they teach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just doing, you know, obvious math, 10 years, that's 40 million people. Then, you know, somewhere between the age of like 22, 32, 35, somewhere in there. That's a heck of a lot of people all thinking somewhat the same way or possibly. Not to mention just, you know, sour old loons out there. It's crazy what we're seeing. So I know we've said this, I don't know how many times on the show. If you're listening and you feel like you're losing your mind, you're not. It is the world. We're seeing crap that we never thought we'd see. I mean, it's just, it's not truth. And the kids, my gosh, man. And where does it all start? And you could say, well, it's been going on for years. And then you have, you know, the likes of the World Economic Forum that have so much influence on so many companies around the world doing things that countries could not do. 
with their amount of influence. And the Black Rocks, Vanguard, State Street, that control all the money. That's why it's so maddening when we see the Bud Lights and the Targets doing what they're doing. Like, it doesn't make sense to the people that buy your products. It doesn't matter. That's not what the CEOs are getting their bonuses on. It's how many points they get through ESG. It's crazy. But, yeah, dude, I mean, we all bring different stories into the show, and I knew you had this one. Did America's wokest school district finally go too far? That's freaking nuts. Yeah, it is. Wow. And the one, you know, homeschooling's up like 80%, you know. Well, now you understand. Yeah. Where are you at now with that, David? What are you thinking? Oh, public school? Because you got a three-year-old, a one-year-old. No, we're we're full steam ahead with uh, with homeschooling, and unfortunately, Republicans in the state of Texas couldn't get the school choice thing done this legislative session. So try again next time. Try a little harder next time. What was the block there? Oh, just yeah. What wound up coming out of the woodwork was a watered down bill that even Ted Cruz came out, even though he didn't get a say, said, "Yeah, mm-hmm. this passes. Abbott should veto it." Wow. <laughs> yeah yeah and you feel bad for the people that don't have the means to homeschool yeah wow i also saw this racial preferences won't go easily this was a piece in the wall street journal this is talking about colleges because you might remember this the decision is going to be uh, coming down soon with harvard and the university of north carolina that they violated the 14th amendment's equal protection clause and associated federal statutes by considering race and admissions if you remember this, it was a lot of Asian Americans were getting shut out. Yeah. And like, okay, this would be good to say, hey, no, you can't do that. It, this should be on merit. But they talk about, you may be familiar with this, when you look in the future, if you look at a place like a high school in Alexandria, Virginia, Thomas Jefferson High School, highly rated public magnet school where the student body was until recently more than 70% Asian American. But in 2020, administrators decided they want a greater uh, percentage of black and Latino students, but didn't want to use race directly in admissions because, of course, that would be controversial. Can't do it. So they reverse engineered the outcome they sought. So middle schools in Northern Virginia are a good proxy for race. By limiting how many students could attend Thomas Jefferson from each middle school, administrators increased black and Latino enrollment and decreased Asian American enrollment. So it's just like a proxy. Okay. To get the outcome. Yeah. And they're saying in the future, they'll probably outlaw the proxy as well. You would hope. Because it should be on merit. (laughs) That's America. Yeah. It's not quotas. But it's not equal. What? No. What? So many things in life are not equal. Of course you're right. Oh, my God. I know. I know. It's like you have to go back over common sense things with so much of this to try to undo how freaking warped it's gotten. Well, I think to help you propel yourself into the higher echelon of education in terms of grade point average and those t- sort of things, you should just take the identity of someone who has a really high GPA and dare them to tell you you're not smart. Well, with... If you don't know, Scott, grade point average, that's a tool of white supremacy. Well, whatever gets me to where I need to go, that's who I will become. There you go. And claim that's who I am. Therefore, who are you to tell me I'm not the president of this bank? 
Okay. I know this fascist goes into a circle at some point. All right, yeah. it's that time of the show. Going around the table, it may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? I like this. Nearly 800,000 cars in Maryland are driving around with older license plates featuring a tribute to the War of 1812. But there's something else on the license plate that's causing some headaches right now uh, for the Motor Vehicle Administration in the state of Maryland. Uh, What it has is a URL, www.starspangled200.org which used to be, uh, you know, a website that you go to to learn about American history as a nonprofit organization. Well, what somebody just found out is that since at least December, it's now the URL is now owned by an international gambling outfit based in the Philippines. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) She wins. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, Scott, what's your story today? Well, when it comes to uh, helping the Democrats push their Florida DeSantis don't say gay law, a lot of media outlets, of course, are on board. The Associated Press just recently ran a story. The administration of Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, is moving forward to forbid classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in all grades, expanding the current don't say gay law. Well, Central Florida is about to become a hub for LGBTQ plus life. Tens of thousands of people are flocking to Florida's theme parks and hotels this week during the decades-long tradition known as Gay Days. Now, why would these people want to go to some sort of hellscape like Florida for their celebration? Yeah, I thought they were... I, I thought they were not safe. I thought there was... They're like, putting their lives on the line, and... David, to even go there. Yeah. I think the NAACP said blacks and, you know, Mm -hmm. people of the Alphabet Club are not safe when you go to Florida. That's also unreal. Um, For my story today, this probably won't get a whole lot of attention. Uh, I mean, it has gone viral. It was a senior prank. Okay, I know, I know, I know. Before you go with judging, this, this was kind of a different sort of prank. We talked about the other ones. Kids in Maryland put their high school up for sale on Zillow. <laughs> Kids in North Carolina filled their school's toilets with cement. Yeah. Wow. Gosh dang. But another one, this was a few weeks ago, actually. Um, an entire class of high school seniors in Delaware pranked their principal by sneaking into her house in the middle of the night and sleeping on the floor. Well, are you horrified? Yeah. That's a good way to get shot. It's a private Christian school. Mm. The principal's name is Joy McGrath. So as I'm reading this, I'm thinking, what in the world? And then when you see the reaction, because there's a video of it, you come away with something different. Roll it. She opens the door. She came in downstairs. She opens this door, and there's all of these kids, like between 60 and 70. And then when she talks to him, she says this. Good morning, little bunny. Oh, Benny. Oh, my God. And all of you. You might want to walk around. Oh, you two are really. You are in the most. Like, how long have you been here? They're like, since 1 o'clock. It was 6 o'clock in the morning. And you can tell she just thought it was, oh, my goodness. This is, like, so hilarious. Good morning, little bunnies. Yes. (laughs) It was like this, I don't know if I've ever seen anything quite like that. Mm. Like a relationship with the principal, with the kids, where there's like this sort of mutual love. Yeah. 
That was kind of crazy to me. Yeah. So the students had a sleepover at her house? And she didn't no, know No, they it. snuck in. I know, but they... Yeah, they slept yeah, on, they the, slept floor. on the floor. I was going to say, with that setup, though, a bunch of purple-haired kindergarten teachers in Florida are applying for jobs at that school. Well, yeah, I mean, if, you're, if it's the public school somewhere, I mean, that could mean <laughs> something completely different. That's the difference. It was a Christian school. Yeah. Okay. Much more to get to. Um... <laughs> I like it when David writes, Berkeley Law hires ousted communist. I can't wait to hear this story. This sounds too good. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, Berkeley Law hired who? Oh, remember the ousted communist uh, district attorney of San Francisco? And I don't use communist just as a pejorative here. He's literally a communist. Chase Boudin is his name. Yeah. Um, I remember. Yeah, his parents were communist terrorists. They went to prison because yes. of the, what was it, the, the Brinks truck robbery gone wrong? <clears throat> was that? Years ago. They were Late 60s, early 70s? Yeah, they were part of the Weather Underground extremist yeah. group. And then he was taken in by a guy who wound up helping shape the American public education system. Yes. Yeah. And then the media just protected yeah. him. Yeah, so uh, he used to be, Chase Boudin used to be the San Francisco District Attorney until, well, people got tired of getting stabbed and shot in the street and robbed, and they got tired of having Walgreens and CVSs and other stores closing down, so they gave him the boot. 60% of people in San Francisco, the most liberal city in America, said, you're too commie for us. <laughs> That, that's almost impossible, yeah. by the way. Berkeley Law has hired him to be the executive director of the school's Criminal Law and Justice Center. Get now, it. he blames hysteria for his ouster. He says, well, there was a lot of disinformation about crime. I, disinformation that leads to multi-million dollar companies pulling out of a region because of crime? Really? You think they were just reading Fox News reports and said, well, we better shut down that Walgreens. No, it's what happens everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You let people right back out. I mean, violent crime. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know what? It's not really stealing if it's less than $900. But mm -hmm. let's have this guy teach an entire ne next generation well, that will be involved in that's, this. That's how the education system has worked. <laughs> that is absolutely frightening. So turn yeah. out more communists so that next time he can actually be successful. Uh, in retaining his position, whatever it is. Yeah, that's the whole plan. This is crazy to me. Okay. Hey, do you, ha you guys happen to see Bruce Springsteen in the news? I didn't, no. Oh, it was, he's fine. He was on stage doing a show, and he, you know, there's little stairs, and he's trying to run up, and boom! He went down, he, huh? Oh, he went down, like, and then kind of rolled over after... Oh, the guitar player comes over. You all right? Then they're helping him up. Okay. You all right? Good night, everybody! Pulled it off okay by saying good night, everybody, but then he kept playing. No. No one looks at Springsteen the same, do they? No, this, no you can't. I, he, I was a big fan, too. He lies awake at night wondering why he'll never be considered in the same regard as Bob Seger. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. The border is mostly secure. Yeah. Who said this? That's good, right? Mostly secure. Uh, there's an activist named Daniel Costa. He's been pushing the Biden administration and lawmakers on Capitol Hill to ease the rules uh, to allow illegal immigrants to work in the United States more easily. Uh, he was testifying in front of a Senate committee, and Republican Senator John Kennedy, always good for a soundbite, asked him about the state of play at the border, and this was a, this was a fun exchange. What grade, A, B, C, D, F, would you give President Biden's administration on combating illegal immigration? Simple enough question. Uh, I, I, I don't know what grade I would put. I think they've made, they've made some uh, useful improvements. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that the, the border has, there's so much money going to the border that I think the border is mostly secure. People are mostly turning themselves in. They're not really crossing the border you without can't, authorization. You can't give a grade? You're an wow. expert on, on immigration and you can't give a grade? Oh, I, I guess if I had to, I'd probably be about a C right in the middle somewhere. A C? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And the reason it was a C, by the way, is because, well, the Biden administration has made some progress, but they did keep some policies from the Trump administration. So uh, put them right in the middle. Okay, it's not open enough. Okay, You know, don't you wish every one of these claims had to have a disclaimer attached to it, like drug ads or car (laughs) dealer ads or anything like that? Like this person full of crap. Yeah. This person may be completely insane. <laughs> Results may vary. Yeah, that would be kind of fun, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. you had it mandated by law. You had to at least give the possibility that what you're saying is garbage. You know, man. I can't help but think Republicans were in charge from 2016 to 2018. Mm-hmm. Things could have been done. Yeah. They weren't done. So that's also frustrating. I'm not going to go off right now. No. Okay, maybe I am. All right, Gosh, do it. dang it, I've had it with all of it. <laughs> Haven't you? Yeah. Both parties. Yeah. And we know the Democrats want this to happen, but the Republicans, they've had chances at different times. Mm-hmm. That's what I go back to, because you kind of knew you were in for this in 2020 if Biden took office, and then there it goes. And it, honestly, I think we've all said this, it's worse than we ever thought it would be. What are we talking Six to eight million people don't know where they are. Yep. Don't who knows who has come across. And every once in a while, like around Memorial Day weekend, you'll see you know different specials about terrorist cells at different times trying to come into the country. We have no freaking idea what's going on, no. and that's a really scary thing. I'll just leave it at that. You know, and then it's the promise again mm-hmm. of well, Republicans get back in control, they're going to take care of the border. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it has to be the president and Congress together, obviously. I mean, you thought we were going to do it before, but there were too many Republicans when Trump was elected. Well, that talk of the wall, it scares people. It sounds xenophobic, and I want to get elected again. Okay. Way to serve your country, jackass. Okay, moving on. Hate crimes. 
For what? Burning a oh. flag? What yeah. flag? Yeah. The, it, well, it was the LGBTQ element OP alpha omega boron uh, flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I was burned at an elementary school in Southern California this month. This was at uh, Satakoy Elementary School in North Hollywood um, last weekend. And a Los Angeles police uh, spokesperson said that the incident is being investigated as a vandalism hate crime. That's what the headlines all say, that, oh, my gosh, somebody broke into a school and burned this big flag. You know what it was, actually? What? It was a little four-by-six-inch pride flag that was in a potted plant. (laughs) That's it? The plant was destroyed as well. By the way, oh no, the green greenies are going nuts too. <laughs> and, so, and so that that is being investigated as a hate crime. I remember a time, and I was in that boat where liberals said, "Look, look, you know, it, we don't, you don't have to like it, you don't have to agree with it, mm-hmm. but the idea of burning the American flag mm-hmm. should be legal. That should be protected free speech." The ACLU was all over that. Like, you can find it completely disgusting and objectionable, and I certainly do. But that is protected speech. It is amazing to now witness liberals saying you cannot burn a four-by-six pride flag. Or what was the situation in Florida? I forget what town it was in, where they had done the whole inclusion flag with all the trans stuff and the oh, rainbow. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. painted it on the sidewalk, and then some dude <laughs> driving like an F-250 did a burnout on it. Yes. This is a hate crime, is what all what what a couple of people said. Why would they do this? You right. cannot deface uh, 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 symbols of the woke religion. That's that's what we've been told now. Well, I mean, so many things that liberals used to stand up for, they don't anymore, and that's just it. Well, and what university was it where someone was speaking, and then they had these like therapy rooms for students? That just hearing the speech was getting to them, yeah. and they were suffering from it, so they had like these help therapy rooms. You're like, okay, if it ever comes down to it, and you got to fight it out, these people are gonna melt. Well, right. They can't, it's a joke. Well, this is this is why leftists for a long time have been so focused, uh, almost laser focused, on institutional uh, capture. Because Mm -hmm. they know that there's no way they can win in a stand-up fight. Oh, no. I mean, well, if you get an entire institution that's all looking for the cry closet when it's time to go, I mean, they're not going to beat anybody. Yeah, when China kicks your door down, (laughs) they probably will leave you alone if you're in your cry closet at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you worry. You stay right there. You're not speaking my real pronouns. It's like the Geneva (laughs) Convention has that as part of it now, right? Yeah, the Chinese invaders, the communist yeah. invaders will say, your pronouns are now, uh, get in that cell. Yes. <laughs> yes, Your female dog. And screwed. Okay. Yes. Um, Elon Musk, he did this interview from with the Babylon Bee. Yeah. He's talked to him before. This is pretty cool. I thought this was really interesting, and it's something that we've hit on, and especially, uh, Scott, you've hit on a lot. And it, it, Babylon Bee, of course, a, a, a Christian conservative satire website. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talked about, Elon Musk did, about why the left can't laugh anymore and why humor on the left has gotten so stale and shrill. Hmm. The essence of a lot of comedy is a revealed truth, mm-hmm. um, like a hidden truth that people understand intuitively or explicitly, um, and uh, there's, that, there's that sort of moment of revealed 
you know, kernel of true of, of, of often un unacknowledged truth. And, and in that unacknowledged truth is the humor. If you're, you know, premised on a lie, you, you can, can no longer be funny because there's no revealed truth. Time out for just a second. Are you uncomfortable, Scott? Uh, I see he makes me a little, yeah, a little white knuckle, too, when I'm listening to him. Hearing Elon Musk? Yeah, just, you mentioned that earlier in the show with Robert Kennedy yeah, Jr. Yeah, it's just that whole, he... Just because getting the thoughts out it, for him. And, 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 they're good. He's, he's I mean, a brilliant they're, guy. No, they're, they're really sound when they get there. And he's got a great sense of humor. You can tell by his yeah. tweets. But yeah, I think sometimes he has a hard time. I think I, if I were friends out. with him, I'd say, don't call me, just text me. <laughs> Let's get to the rest of what he said. Um, and this is, um, you know, why a lot, you know, a lot of people on the left have no sense of humor. They, they're not funny. Um, and if, if there if there are so many no fly zones, you know, um, that you have to you, you have to avoid all the time, then it, there's nothing left to make to have fun about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You look like you're suffering listening no, to him, Scott. It's very difficult. I want to talk for him. I want to just say, <laughs> yeah. You're over there. T -t Today, Junior. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. No, I, sometimes I think he's just trying to be thoughtful. He is, but it's just so tough sometimes yeah. to follow. I understand. Because what he's saying is really good. It's true. Yeah. It's These true. people it's have true. no sense of humor. Nothing's funny to them. They live in this dour world where the only thing really is funny is the misfortune of people they politically don't like. That's funny to them. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, they find humor in nothing. Yeah, well, yeah that's I, true. I this actually triggered a memory of mine, and I think we talked about it at the time when this when this first came out. Uh, the Atlantic did an interview back in 2021 with Kyle Mann, the guy who actually runs the Babylon Bee, the guy who started the Babylon Bee, mm -hmm. and the whole thing was super dramatic from their standpoint. Uh, they called the podcast episode "Who Would Jesus Mock." Are you I really a Christian if you're making fun yeah. of people and all of that? Mm -hmm. And I thought Kyle Mann came across as one funny, witty, but also very thoughtful on that basic premise of of that tension between trying to follow in Jesus's uh, steps, but mm -hmm. then also having fun at other people's expense. And I thought he had a lot of good things to say. But on in the vein of how liberals can't be funny anymore. The way they wrapped it up, the way the hosts wrapped up the podcast is just a perfect example of what Elon Musk and so many of us have said about why the left can't laugh anymore, why they're not funny anymore. Really? Did you get a sense that Kyle grappled with the ethical questions of, is he doing harm with these jokes in any real way? There probably isn't humor, especially humor that gets it all political that Americans could just set aside their differences and find funny together. Like, can we not sit down and just share a good belly laugh at a dumb joke anymore? This is my lament for America. <laughs> my lament for America. For America. Yeah, and the, their whole premise was comedy used to be something that we could all join in on and laugh. Well, not, not really, not always. Comedy is always at somebody or something's expense. Yeah, I think that's true. I think maybe there was a time, and shoot, man, you tell me, Scott, where it used to be like, say, a late night host. They're going to take shots at whoever the president was at the time. And it would a lot of times be funny, 
didn't matter if it was your guy or not, you would laugh because, yeah. you know, there was a point to it. But it wasn't a mean-spirited sort of, I don't know, completely political take. It was making fun of well whatever the situation was at the time, maybe. The host at that time, I mean, if you want to go back to the Carson days, knew that Republicans and Democrats equally watched his show. Yeah. So if you're an equal opportunity offender, and if they're going to take it that way, that's fun. But I think everybody laughed because you knew that there was no agenda behind what he was saying. At least that's what you and thought now, at the right, time. Right, at least, yeah. I mean, that was the perception yes. that he gave you every night. I mean, do you think Kimmel worries about that? He didn't care. Well, you had to go one way or he's, he was going to lose his a, gig. He's a lefty hacky and, and Colbert and the, and the rest of them. I mean, they're all that way. Yeah. Well, how many times have we seen them now, uh, well, between Kimmel and Colbert, actually go and cry during the opening monologue? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Can you imagine the quivering lip of Johnny Carson? <laughs> no. It's like, I think I saw a clip of Even him. Jay Leno, you wouldn't have seen it. I think there was one clip, maybe, of Johnny Carson. I think it was Johnny Carson. Tear up a little bit. But it was because, oh, who was it? Was it Andy Griffith reading a poem about his dead dog? Yeah, that could have been, yeah. And it was like, okay, well, I understand that because it was a yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. poem. Yeah. yeah. But the election of Joe Biden yeah. was worthy a good cry. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's a great point. Thank you for the Carson reference, because I can barely remember that. Now, what about what about Jack Benny? Hey, old man River. <laughs> just kidding, man. Just kidding. I have some memory of Jack Benny, but it was from... I mean, I wasn't around when Abe See? Lincoln was here either, but I, I know some things he said. <laughs> See, that made David laugh, and I laughed, but it was at your expense, and I apologize for that, Scott. Right. Laugh away. I'm lamenting for Scott Robbins. <laughs> Good. All right, news update you don't want to miss. Straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Three domestic terrorists arrested in Atlanta. What's the story, David? Dude, this is one of those stories that uh, I got to tell you, if this was Proud Boys occupying public land and terrorizing a community and assaulting police officers and whatnot, this would be like the story. Well, yeah, because that's but, that's the biggest threat to America. But in fact, what it is is a bunch of left-wing terrorists who are occupying outside of Atlanta this area that's going to be a massive police and fire training facility. They've called it Cop City, and they want to save the forest. They're calling themselves forest defenders. They've shot at police. They've vandalized construction equipment. In fact, one time after being cleared out just a few days ago, uh, they left behind booby traps, like, you know, boards with nails in them. So if you step on the wrong place, it'll boom, hit you. Jeez. Well, now three Dude. people associated with it have been uh, arrested, not on domestic terrorism charges, as others have been. But they're arrested uh, on money laundering and charity fraud charges because, well, there was a little bit of funny uh, uh bookkeeping going on as they were raising money to finance their terrorism. Hmm. I don't understand how this isn't a bigger story. And every time I come across an update from it, I get embarrassed that I'm not bringing it to the show at least once a week because this has been going on for months. You know, man, how sometimes there's we always have the answer to these things. But sometimes you're just trying to use reason with these different mm. stories, right? Yeah. And sometimes it all comes down to you'll say, David, well, they're just all bad people. Yeah. 
And you can kind of always go back to that. Or, you know, a lot of these people want to diddle your kids. Yeah. You're like, well, yes. Um, you know, as far as, you know, the media, news media, um, and a whole lot of the country, they want to completely change the United States mm-hmm. to a totalitarian regime. Yeah. You know, it sounds nuts, but that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you just kind of come back to that. Yeah. And the media's in on that. That's why they don't report on these stories. I mean, I... I know, to clear these freak shows out of that forest, my solution, I know it wouldn't be politically advantageous and would probably cause more problems than it solves, but these are terrorists dug in in mm-hmm. a public site. Go in, weapons hot. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, what, oh, you, Dude, you'd have a no. ton of people behind you. Absolutely. You would. No, yeah, you would. I'm serious. Yeah. What If this is ISIS setting up, saying yep. we're going to take over this parcel of land, this is our autonomous zone and whatnot... You'd do it. You wouldn't let them do it. For, you wouldn't let them no. take shots at cops and whatnot not. for months. Hell no. You'd go in. You'd, you'd <laughs> Absolutely. Come on. Let's do it. Absolutely. On a lighter note, we hit on this just a little bit earlier. Polling. Most annoying things about sharing a bed. Anybody want to guess number one? Uh, uh, tossing and turning. Jimmy legs. The Jimmy legs. That's second. Mm. Stealing the covers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I do that, and I don't mean to do it. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Oh, man, we got to get back to that later. Uh, what's the biggest story of the day, David? Uh, biggest story of the day. Man, there are a lot of things happening kind of all at once. Uh, one, um, you have the debt ceiling agreement passed through the House of Representatives. Uh, it goes on to the Senate. Not really sure when exactly they're going to be voting on that, probably in the next two or three days, I guess. Um, we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you have the, <laughs> the Defense Department coming out and saying, you know, there's a lack of communication between the United States and China. And boy, if we keep having these flyby incidents with the Chinese Air Force, th- something bad is going to happen here. They're very well, worried. Well, yeah, and China is just kind of like, what are you going to do about right. it? Right. All right, we'll get to all that coming up right here. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Thank you very much for being here. I don't know if you knew this or not, but the walls are closing in oh. on President Trump. Oh, of course. Of course are they? they are. Yeah. That's what but, we were told. But I the just, last set of walls that were closing in. Did I just time travel back to 2017? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, you they've know. been closing in for a long time. Yeah. Think of it like end times. We've been in the end times for a long time now. Yeah. And those walls are closing in on Trump. Now, that might happen in 2037. It might happen next month. We don't know. But the walls are closing in, David. (laughs) Freaking telling you. Uh, CNN had the big scoop last night. They heard from sources that other sources heard from their sources that there's a tape of Donald Trump talking about classified documents. They say, no, yeah, in the tape you can hear him. Because apparently he had everything recorded after leaving office, any conversation with journalists, um, anybody. I guess somebody was there writing a biography of Mark Meadows or whatever. Again, the setup really doesn't matter all that much, but something was being recorded. And uh, as the story goes, he's talking about having some document about Iran, and you can hear him waving a piece of paper. Now, it's not clear if that's the piece of paper with the classified intelligence in it. Well, probably not. But he's saying then there, basically the common take, even though nobody's heard the tape, 
that is that Trump is acknowledging that he wasn't supposed to or not allowed to take the documents that he took to Mar-a-Lago with him. Well, just so you know, too, that's enough if CNN reports that without hearing it. Yeah. That NBC can run with it. Oh, of course. Yeah. On the Today Show. Insanity. Here you go. Now, sources tell us that. Now, that's the CNN. Let's go to the NBC. This is funny. Go ahead. I did everything right. I did nothing wrong. Citing multiple sources familiar with the investigation, CNN is reporting that prosecutors have obtained an audio recording indicating Trump knew he kept classified material after leaving the White House. Mm. The recording is from a July 2021 meeting in which Trump discusses a classified Pentagon document about a potential attack on Iran, according to CNN, which noted it has not listened to the recording. NBC News has not confirmed the reporting. Ah, jeez. But let's go with it anyway. Yeah, let's go Haven't with listened it. to it. Can't confirm it. But we're going to go with the story. Yep. What the hell is going on? Seriously. This is like malpractice, isn't it, David? Yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine going with a story like as a reporter as a reporter actually saying i'm going to go to my boss and say i've got this scoop mm-hmm. it's an audio recording of let's say it's local city official talking about something that indicates corruption the first question my boss would have asked me is well have you heard the tape no but i heard about the tape from someone who had heard about the tape from someone who had heard the tape I've been in meetings like this. That person's laughed out of the room. Yeah, that person's not. You're not going on the air with that. No. You kidding me? And how many times have we seen this this play out where here's some supposed bombshell that comes out about Donald Trump, but we don't have the audio. We're not going to share it with you. This is just what uh, we're telling. Uh, This is what we're going to tell you uh, was said, and we're going to try to frame it in such a way. Because if it was that damaging, they would have published the audio. They would have had the audio. They would have played it. We would have heard it. Right. And no I, question. I submit to you the Access Hollywood tape. All right. Nobody, there was no preamble, right? Nobody was like, we have this Access Hollywood tape. No, man. They just published it. They grabbed them by their... They, they just did yeah, They it. sat on it for months. Yeah. Well, NBC News actually did sit on it for months because they wanted yeah. to release it later, closer to the election. And then the Washington Post got it. And they published it within, what, 24 hours, 48 hours, something like that? Sounds right. But these guys just went with the story. Yep. Saying CNN, peop, somebody told CNN, somebody else told somebody else. They heard this tape. And then he says NBC can't confirm it. Yeah. Then what, what are we doing here? Well, democracy dies in darkness. Well, what are we doing here? <laughs> Haven't heard the tape, can't confirm it, but let's do a three-minute story on it. Well, there is something else I heard. I didn't hear it in the reporting. What is going on, man? I heard... There's also a tape of Russian hookers whizzing on classified documents, and Trump was watching. <laughs> well, he too. told him. He instructed him to whiz on classified documents. <laughs> that told, was the story. He yes. told yeah. him to mop up the mess with a map of tactical advantage sites in Uganda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> oh it was God. under you. It was way back there. Right. So, you know, like nobody will ever know. I said, know. what? <laughs> Trump's like, what? <laughs> what happened? No, hey, we're joking. That's You're, a joke. It's the most ridiculous. No, 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 that was just a joke. That is a ridiculous tease. That is a ridiculous story. Yeah. Jeez. I was just playing that off air, and I Robbins was losing. I'm well, like, oh, I mean, he qualified every reason you can't go up with it and went up with it. Yes. Yeah, in the scenario David brought forth. 
<laughs> not only would that story might not make it on, but imagine, David, if you said, I, I haven't heard it, but our competitor across the street right. <laughs> has heard it. <laughs> yeah. But they don't really have but it. But we can't <laughs> confirm they heard right. it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Unbelievable. Moving on. Uh, the Chicago mayor off to a great start, apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, blaming violence on what? Oh, disinvestment in communities, of course. So dozens of people were shot. At least 11 were killed over the holiday weekend in Chicago. The new mayor, Brandon Johnson, blames institutional trauma for it. Institutional trauma? Here's, here he is reacting to the carnage during an interview with ABC7. We have a lot of work to do in the city. Poverty didn't go away over the weekend. Like We understand that when communities have been disinvested in and traumatized, that you're seeing the manifestation of that trauma. This weekend, what you saw... Hold on. So it's just a rule. It's going to happen. If you're poor, you're going to start busting caps all over the yeah. place. Yeah. You're just going to shoot people. I was say, I've, I've been poor before. I've never murdered anybody. It, yeah, but you were really privileged and you just didn't know it. Yeah. I know that crappy apartment you lived in in Missouri. Yeah. I've heard the stories. <laughs> The creepy crawlers all over. But that wasn't really poor. Right. Was anyway, go on. This weekend, what you saw on display is that everybody recognizes is that it's going to take all of us to unite this city oh. and to build a better, stronger, safer city. You know what? It doesn't take all of us. I'm so freaking tired of hearing it. You know what? It takes all of us. No, it doesn't. It takes law and cops that are able to do their job. It's happened in so many different cities where you let cops do their job and you get enough police. Say, uh, just a warning out there. Crime's going to stop. And this shoplifting crap and the carjacking stops. You're going to go to jail for a long time. I'm going to run on the platform, build more prisons, not playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> that you, sounds like a winner to me. Isn't that also an NFL statement? It takes all of oh, us. Yeah, well, yeah. No, it doesn't. This happy pie in the sky crap. Goodness gracious. We're man. way past that. Way past that. There's no more kumbaya, man. It doesn't take the little old lady, no. you know, living in some of these terrible neighborhoods. She needs to be protected. Yeah. She's been screaming about it for years, yep. falling on deaf ears. Yeah, it's infuriating. Okay. You know what? I don't even know if I'm going to bring up the Christopher Ray from the FBI story. It, it, basically, it's this. It's from the New York Post saying Congress has to keep up the pressure on the FBI until he stops hiding the truth about the Biden family. And yes, I think we all agree with that. Mm -hmm. When is that story going to turn? I, I couldn't tell you. It seems like the powers that be would have to say, you know what, we're done with Biden. Go ahead, Christopher Wray. Um, let all the facts come out. That's the only thing that's going to happen, that the American people will know what's gone on with the Biden family and all the corruption. Dude, we have bank records. 19 LLCs? Isn't that the number? Somewhere around there, yeah. We don't know what any of them did, but money came through there and went to nine different Biden family members. And the investigation's going nowhere? <laughs> yeah. I think that tells you it's a rigged game. There's a deep state. Yes, I hope Congress keeps up the pressure. We'll see where it goes. Uh, saw this, you know, not the biggest story out there today. But I happened to see this and it caught my attention because I've 
tried to do this a number of different times now, and it's not pleasant. Oh. It was the hottest new home amenity. The hottest new home amenity. From the Wall Street Journal. Hmm. Yes. Um, it's the whole cold plunge thing, like the big old tubs where you get in freezing cold water. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you heard of this phenomenon? No. David, have you heard of this phenomenon? I've done it, yeah. Okay. Can you explain to Scott what the benefits are supposed to be? It's supposed to be something about increased circulation that helps with muscle recovery. Mm-hmm. I've heard a number of different, quote, experts. So there's talk ice in this thing and you get mm-hmm. in it. Okay. Yes. You think it's totally cool? Well, I'm not going to do that. If you guys want to do it, fine by me. Well, I know you're not going to do it. You just think it's crazy. You think there's no benefit. Well, I don't know if there's a benefit or not. I can't imagine there would be one, but okay. Well, yeah. You know what, man? Sometimes you don't know if it's actually doing this. It's just the placebo effect or there's something to it. But, I mean, we're all getting a little bit older. And after certain forms of exercise, it could be knees, it could be back pain, ankles, whatever it might be. I've done this probably six different times now. And I don't have one of these massive tubs. All it is is getting into, well, it's kind of a little bathtub in our house. You fill it up with water, and then I get, you know, all the ice out of the freezer and dump it all in there. So there's still ice cubes in it when I get in. My daughter tells me it's got to be eight minutes, Dad. Eight? (laughs) I thought it was five. I was thinking, like, Joe Rogan said five. Yeah. He swore it was eight. I've always heard the the range is, like, between five and ten minutes. Okay. I figured the kids are probably just goofing on me. Let me watch Deadstein. They're breathing. (laughs) (laughs) It's no fun. I guarantee you that. No. Did you, I mean, when you did it, how long did it take you to, like, just to get to the point where you're comfortable enough there was no, like, pain involved? Oh, I don't think I ever got comfortable in it. How do I say it? But where it's tolerable. When you first get in, it's, it's like... Your your breathing goes crazy. You're yeah. like, you try to go like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so freezing. Uh, probably after the first ninety seconds. That's what I would say. You know, but here's the thing: when you got it, one of those tubs, like a, again, some of these things cost like two grand. One's nineteen thousand oh dollars. Gosh, dang! I mean, it's the Wall Street Journal. It's a little pricier, and then you can get, you know, was it the inflatable one? For maybe a couple hundred bucks, something like that. I haven't thought about investing that much in it. I'm just testing this out in a tub. But you can't get all of your body in there. So if it's your back, you're laying on your back, then your knees are up out of the water. Yeah. So I've been going with the route of four minutes and then ease back to get your knees in. But that's a whole other part of your body that hasn't been exposed. And you go Mm -hmm. through that crap all over again. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But you do feel better when the whole thing's done. Yeah, but can't, isn't it possible? I mean, like in my case, I don't know if I would because of the whole heart thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. I say mean, that, that might go into cardiac arrest immediately. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> but in this story, if you're interested, it's talking about all these different people, different ages, and the benefits. And this is like the hot new thing. I don't know how long it will at, will last, but apparently, people have been doing this for thousands of years. Yeah. I guess save the, your money, and for three months out of the year, you just come over. I'll hose you down in the yard. <laughs> Well, one of the first tutorials I saw on it, is my brother had told me about it and different people, was you can do it in a shower, just as cold as it'll get. That's worse than getting the body in the mm-hmm. tub to me. Because you're, you know, if it's going on your back and then you got to turn to the front, and it, it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, you know, it's going to make you feel better. You know what? Hit Robbins up on Facebook. Yeah. If you've tried it and found benefit. Mm -hmm. Or died. Or know someone who's died. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, if there's a story to tell, we want to know it. All right. Much more to get to. Uh, Utah Republican resigned. Why did he do it? And when we give you the reason, will Robbins believe it? That's the question. Straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So this Utah Republican, David. Yeah. Resigning. Yeah, Representative Chris Stewart. He's resigning from Congress. He's been there for six terms. Kind of came out of nowhere. Took people by surprise. Uh, so he is resigning and... Uh, he he's wanting to spend more time with his family. Uh-oh. Robbins doesn't believe it. <laughs> it this know, sounds legit. It does to you? Yeah, kind of. Anytime someone says spend more time with the family, you always Well, usually call that means foul. they got fired. In this case, the guy didn't get fired. No. What happened? He's stepping down. Why? Family issues. What family issues? His, I guess. So you believe it? Well, he's not getting fired. Usually that's the fired mm. one. Okay. Usually when you get booted, you know, then it's either it was a mutual agreement, which of course it never is, or it was he's stepping down to be with his family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Meaning well, he, I got canned. Yeah, he says that his wife is sick. Ailing, right? Yeah. Something, yeah. So, yeah, he is uh, uh, going to be spending time with her. I oh, actually, Good for him, man. He should. Yeah. yeah. But generally speaking, that's a total fabrication. Yeah. Well, if you didn't know this story already, you would have said, no, he's not. <laughs> well, but I knew it, so. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think to me it's it's kind of refreshing. I'm not I'm not happy that his wife is ailing. I, I hope she no. gets better. I don't know yeah, what well, yeah. the details there are. But you know, when you see in a world of like Diane Feinstein's where they're wheeling her off yeah. of her deathbed to go yeah. vote. You're right. yep. When they've got John Fetterman, a suicidal stroke victim mm. who they're putting out there and Joe Biden for crying out loud. I you know, and even the, the late John McCain who was who refused to resign his seat after knowing he had likely terminal brain cancer. It is refreshing to see a politician be a human being for once and recognize what's really important in their lives. And that's that's really the reason they're not waiting for an indictment or, you know, I mean, he's doing it for all the right reasons. That's why I'm good with, I'm comfortable with this. Yeah, that's good. But nobody wants to spend more time with their family. They get the boot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I agree with that, but you got some feedback about people that have done the yeah. whole cold plunge um, and getting in ice water. Yeah, for we got we five got a minutes. few we got a few people who have uh, come back to us and said that uh, in, in reference to cold plunges, it does work. It does work. Uh, the guy, one of one of our listeners, said the same thing you did. First forty seconds are the worst. Oh yeah, and and after that, if you can hang. He gets to say it's like getting hit with a lightning bolt when he's done. He has all this energy. Yeah, a lot of people say if you're going to do it, do it more yeah. in the morning right. than later on in the yeah. evening. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Show. 
Jamie Monkley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, we've got something fresh here. Yeah, we do. So Joe Biden was uh, giving the graduation or was at the graduation ceremony for the U.S. Air Force Academy and uh, was speaking to the new graduates and uh, gave the address, of course, and then tried to reference the flyover that was going to happen uh, shortly after the ceremony concluded or after his speech wrapped up. Okay, that's what we're going to hear. That's what we're going to hear him trying to make reference to this. All right, roll it. By the way, I met with uh, who are those guys that fly over shortly? You heard of them, haven't you? Three of them are women. What? So don't screw around, guys. It's, it's, it's the Thunderbirds. Is my what brain hurts. What they're oh. called. Remember, you used to introduce him, David, as the totally not senile president? Yeah. <laughs> I need to bring that back. Absolutely not. Perish the thought. It's a stutter. <sighs> All right. I'm sorry, man. It's only like eight seconds. I got to hear yeah, it Oh, again. yeah, I do, too. Okay. Who are those guys that fly over shortly? You heard of them, haven't you? <laughs> Three of them are women. It's so uncomfortable, man. So don't screw around, guys. Okay. Golly. The creepy uh, delivery. Yeah. Three of them are women. Phyllis! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Three of them are women. Hey. This is a weird, creepy uncle. Holy cow, man. He, but he forgot the name of the Thunderbirds? Yeah. <laughs> That's insanity. <laughs> That's why you're there. You forget stuff all the time, dude. I remember the Thunderbirds. Wasn't Jimmy Vaughn part of that one? <laughs> yeah, the Fab T-Bird. <laughs> Toughen up. <laughs> wow. Okay. By the way, this is totally off topic, and I don't know what to make of the story, but I think it will be interesting later today. Tara Reid, not the actress, oh, the, the Biden accuser. Yeah, right, I remember her. That she has defected to Russia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird, man. That is weird, yeah. Well, she was going to testify before Congress. Matt Gates was putting that together. And apparently she was told she couldn't be protected. So the oh, next wow. thing you know, she's telling people, yeah, she's gone. She's defected to Russia. Left her home, pets. And I believe Megyn Kelly is supposed to talk to her today. Really? Well, that'll be yes. interesting. That's what I thought. Of all the places to defect to. Uh, no, I know? don't know too much about this. Go to Belgium. You could go to Germany. You could go to England. You could. That she has spoken, uh, how would I say it? Um, somewhat favorably of Putin. Okay. That's the way I've understood it. That could be mm, wrong. Weird. But I mean, I'm sure as far as Russia goes, yeah, come over here. Mm-hmm. We'll protect you here. Yeah. You know, they were there for Edward Snowden. Yeah. I'm sure they'd be there for Dara Reed. Mm-hmm. But it, we'll wait and see what comes out of that interview. Because honestly, I think like a lot of people, I'm not sure what to make of it. No. Were there serious threats out there so that she wouldn't testify? Because in a lot of places, that story got completely buried by legacy media. Yeah. It's like any other accuser, believe accuser, except that one. Except her when she's talking about Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, and we do know there's audio of Trump talking about keeping classified 
document. No, we what, don't know that. Yeah, we no, don't, no, CNN said it, right. and you can we, trust them. Yeah, CNN is reporting that they heard from a friend of a friend of a friend of a college roommate that uh, there uh, is a source saying that there's a tape of Donald Trump talking about taking classified documents, specifically about some document about Iran, and we're all supposed to just believe this at face value, even though, admittedly, CNN hasn't actually heard the tape. Roll it. Now, sources tell us that on this tape, uh, Trump uh, it says that he has a classified Pentagon document describing a possible attack on Iran. We're also told that you can hear a uh, paper rustling. It appears that he might be waving something around. On this recording, you can hear Trump suggest that he would like to share this information with the people he's speaking with, but he acknowledges that there are limits to his power to declassify <laughs> post-presidency. And as one source told me, that is a real problem. Mm. Yeah. But we heard it. Heard it from a friend who... Heard it from, heard a, from friend, a friend who... Heard, it from, heard from another. another. You've been messing around. Right, yeah. it's the REO Speedwagon defense. <laughs> yes. Take it on the yeah, run, baby. Right. I like their defense, too, because some uh, there was an interview with one of Trump's lawyers um, who was... Uh, saying that, you know, somebody leaked the tape and we're not going to comment on this. And then somebody said, there was no leaking. This is the result of deeply sourced reporting from our very own Jim Shuto. Jim Shuto <laughs> is a reporter now, but he used to work in the Obama administration. Yeah. And I'm sure he uh, has never gotten anything wrong, right? Except for Russian collusion stuff and all of that. They, they just can't quit this crap. Like, give me the tape or shut up. Honestly, I, I don't care anymore. You you people, I remember the, uh, oh, uh, oh I, I can't remember. Was it LaDavid Johnson? Was that his name? He was a uh, uh, soldier who was killed in uh, Africa during an operation years ago when Trump was president. And the cowboy hat-wearing congresswoman in Florida mm -hmm. went out there claiming that Trump basically said that that soldier had it coming to the widow said something yes. like well he knew what he was getting into but then it comes out well that's not actually how that conversation went down what the, how that conversation actually went down was he said you know this is why we honor the sacrifice of people mm -hmm. who serve in uniform because they know that this is a possibility that they can get killed in the line of duty there have been a ton of examples where you hear, well, I overheard this conversation, I overheard that conversation, where someone was talking about something that Trump said, maybe at one point, and it, it all amounts to nothing. This is narrative craft, uh, crafting. That's all it is. Propaganda, man. Golly. Oh, you know what? I think this may be good news, but I'm not getting too excited about it. We'll see. ESG. I mean, you could take a while to explain this. If ESG goes away, it's better for the world in so many different ways. This is how so many companies run. Got to have diversity, equity, inclusion. It's basically, I don't know how else to say it, David, other than to say it comes from a Marxist belief system. Yes. Yeah, it's about equity, about trying to achieve equal outcomes. It's the... Uh, the new uh, vanguard of the proletariat that, that they're talking about here. And, and what it really means is civilizational death. Yes. It sounds crazy to a lot of people, but that's true. I see this headline, Wall Street Journal. ESG blowback. Exxon, Chevron, investors reject climate measures. What does that mean? I'll just read a little from the story and you tell me what your takeaway is. Okay. 
Um, an investor-driven climate change push at some of the world's largest oil companies has stalled out. Yesterday, ExxonMobil and Chevron, their shareholders, struck down a raft of proposals urging the companies to cut greenhouse gas emissions derived from fuel consumption, put out new reports on climate benchmarks, and disclose certain oil spill risks, among other initiatives. The votes were abysmal for climate activists. All but two of the 20 shareholder proposals for the two companies garnered less than 25% of investors' vote, according to preliminary results. And then it goes into some of the controversial proposals. And they also go on to say in recent weeks, similar climate proposals failed to win over most shareholders at annual meetings of British oil and gas giants BP and Shell. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're saying the investment strategies linked to ESG has gained momentum in recent years, especially after 2020. Um, but as far as the oil companies, they, they don't see how they're going to win with that. Yeah. I, I think there's also another element at play here is that what has been talked about for the last year and a half or so, as people have mm-hmm. been wondering, oh, my gosh, why are all these companies doing this? And then you find out the ESG cartel, the the scam that's going on here. And one of the best pieces of of advice that people got, and I don't think a lot of people were aware they could do this, is if you do have various investments, you can call the person who handles your money and say, I need to set up a proxy voter or something to, to, to vote against this whenever this goes in front of a company or in front of shareholders. You have the power to influence the way that companies behave directly mm-hmm. if you own shares of the company. And a lot of people have started doing that. Yeah, because, I mean, you get these activists that all of a sudden take over boards of major yeah. companies. You control everything. Yep. And that's, yeah, a lot of what we've seen. But, yeah, it also goes on to say, and then we can move on, that all these shareholders' votes um, backing off of these climate goals said, you know, it's been drowned out following Russia's war in Ukraine, which caused oil and gas prices to skyrocket as global supplies were crimped. And that has something to do with it, too. Yeah. You know, I I hope that all sort of pans out. Because, as you said, they have the power to do it. We'll see. Uh, On a lighter note, speaking of transportation, you're driving around a car in certain places. You got people, like, walking across the street looking at their phone, oblivious to a car coming their way. Yeah. I've heard about that oh, in yeah, several I've places. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yes. Yeah. Well, in Mulberry, Florida, um, they're talking road signs, watching uh, out for smartphone zombies. <laughs> so it's called actual signs. Because you've got all these people just walking around. A city official said, I got the idea from a meme, but I think it's important. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's pretty good. It's not that you can't get a good idea from a meme. He said, you know, around schools and libraries, kids are often walking around on their phones and sometimes wearing headphones, too. Some people said, this is ridiculous. Others said, well, we're going to make the signs locally, relatively at a low cost. It doesn't hurt to raise awareness of the fact that pedestrians are not always as alert as they should be. So what do you think? You offer well, the smartphone zombie sign? I, zombies mm. should no longer feel comfortable in Florida. Yeah, I, 
It's not going to be safe to travel. No, there, is it's it? not. The NAAZP has issued a travel <laughs> advisory. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, we got to get to. Uh, oh, this is sad news. Some Pentagon leaders canceled a drag show. Was this an Air Force drag show? They're haters. Oh. We'll get to that in a news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh. Here it is, 1st of June, and someone had to cancel a drag show? Uh, yeah. Well, the, the Air Force had approved a, uh, a a drag show performance, all-ages drag show performance, uh, to be held at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. Uh, I thought was, our military didn't do that. No, well, it was scheduled for today, and when the Pentagon found out about it, they said, <laughs> no, we're not doing this. Hold on a second. Apparently, uh, Mark Milley uh, and the uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin heard about it, and as the report goes, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff Chairman uh, Mark Milley was visibly angry about the decision that was made to hold this on the base. So they okay. canceled it. The Pentagon said, no, you're not doing that. You can have it if you want a drag event or something. You, you can't have it on the base. We're not doing that. Okay. Who makes that decision to make it happen? That's what I think a lot of people wonder. Oh, weirdos who want to celebrate the downfall of America. The fun committee. The fun committee, yes. <laughs> but don't you get the feeling a lot of people have the perception, wait a second, in the military, you just can't go plan something without the approval of a supervisor. Well, there'd be a lot of checks and balance here, yeah. They did get the approval from the Air Force. But the Air Force did not get approval from their higher-ups. Right. Just like, well, be better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Yeah. That's what I think is amazing to people, that it even got that far. Right. It, just kind of crazy. But, yeah. And so are there people protesting yet in the streets, or is that going to be later? Sure. Well, this is just an all-out assault. <laughs> <laughs> the way they'll say, they always talk about marginalized communities. Yeah, right. Marginalized? Yeah. yeah. No one at the Pentagon said that you couldn't have a drag show if you wanted yeah. to do so you just don't don't do it on the base we're not right yeah that's not something that we're interested in doing well the other thing is and biden has said this before uh with the community we want you to know we see you what what the the t in the alphabet <laughs> mafia is not visible to people right. no one knows they're out there are you kidding <laughs> well six foot five inch guy doing diana ross i see him <laughs> you pick him out of a crowd, can't you? <laughs> really quick. Man. You got to ask, what did you make of Twitter telling Daily Wire they weren't going to stream What is a Woman, the Matt Walsh yeah. documentary? Because there was an agreement. Though That's the way the story reads. There was an agreement. And then Twitter decided, ah, that would be under uh, uh, hateful speech. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing. I was really surprised by that. Well, there's, disappointed. Remember, there's still lefties that work there. And to me, I think, you know, potentially at least, you'd have a guy like Elon Musk go in there and say, okay, who did this and why? And, well, you're fired. Yes. We'll wait and see what happens. But from the Daily Wire story, co-CEO Jeremy Boring said that they canceled the deal. 
and it was just going to be running there for free. And, okay, so you got, I know, a new CEO, and they just decide that all of a sudden, well, they misgendered in there. Uh, there was a 14-year-old girl, this you know, person's daughter, and he referred to her as her. And apparently you can't do that. What? So that was misgendering, and so they're just not going to allow it. So I think this is the thing with Twitter. Whenever you get a little excited, I'm still, I think it's much better since Musk has taken over. Not perfect by any stretch. No. But yeah, that gives you pause. Or at least it does me. Mm-hmm. So who are you to put the blame on? Is that something where Musk comes in and says, hey, wait a second. It's, yeah, that's, it's supposed to be about free speech here. Yeah, it didn't fire enough people is what it comes down to to me. Well, he also hired the CEO, and a lot of people didn't like it because where she came from, World Economic Forum, crap like that. So we'll see how it goes. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. All right, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, I guess that the House of Representatives has passed uh, the debt ceiling bill. It goes over to the Senate, and we'll see what happens there in the coming days. Uh, you know, you're going to see a little bit more. Maybe. I, I don't think you're going to see as much hysteria about Republicans bearing towards default because Democrats control the Senate. So even though there are definitely going to be fissures and, and, and arguments in the Senate over this bill, uh, you're not going to get the same level of hysteria because it might make Chuck Schumer look bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A lot of people, you know, just sort of tune out to the whole thing. They they knew there was going to be a deal done at some point. Yeah. All right, Robin, you ready for your big three? Yep, let's do it. The trifecta and a news update next. Keep ranting, fellas. Don't hold <laughs> up now. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen X, David Van Camp, the Millennial. Scott Robbins, he's the sexy boomer. Uh-huh. <laughs> Randy, just stay away from the kids. That's all I'm hearing you guys that's say. All anybody, that's all anybody's asking for. And and I just made the comment, it probably is not fair, but, I mean, to run a campaign, oppress the weirdos. <laughs> and all I'm saying is I don't want to oppress anybody. I, I'm not interested in that. I just want to keep the freak shows away from the kids. Yeah. That's it. You know, hey, well, man. If, the, if you're wondering where did this come from, I think it's a story that Robbins has coming up in yeah, the trifecta. Yeah, I do. We'll get to that in a few. You got a news update, David. Yeah, I do. So Ron DeSantis is on the campaign trail in New Hampshire today. And a reporter, uh, apparently he did a speech but didn't take questions from the audience. Well, then he goes out into the audience. He's taking pictures with people, talking with people. But a reporter decides at that exact moment when he's talking to voters to try to claim that Ron DeSantis wasn't talking to voters. What? Listen to this exchange. This is funny. Why not take any questions from voters, Governor? Governor, how come we're not taking questions from voters? Oh, no. I'm coming up to me, talk to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you, are you blind? What? Are you blind? I'm not blind. Okay, so people are coming up to me, talking to me, whatever they want to talk to me about. <laughs> are you blind? <laughs> I'm t- I was literally just taking a photo with somebody when you were asking this question. <laughs> yes, but I, but I, exactly, I can't get yeah. it on my recorder. It's the voice to, right? to file for my story, his, so it doesn't count. His parents call him Peanut. No countsies. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I'm just a, <laughs> boy, that's the prototypical, isn't it? Oh, it is. It sounds like <laughs> it's stereotypical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Well, that's not you, David, and your old job. 
tell you no. that. No, well, I, I was never one of those. No. You got to hit a certain octave for you that. You do. You really do. And then and, the guy and, sounds like he won a contest and from Weekly Reader. And then everything has to end like you know? this? Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm 12 years old, and I'm here. I'm wearing my con- daddy's suit jacket right now. I won the spelling bee, and I got to be here. <laughs> I have a master's degree. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's always my favorite. Yeah, that is, yeah. I, I have a master's degree. I don't yeah. care. Here, here so, comes the master's degree. Yeah. And? Look out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Speaking of running for president, there's another piece. I know we talked about one earlier. This one's called RFK Jr. and the Populist Wave. Asking the question, why are Kennedy and Marianne Williamson polling so highly against Biden? One Democratic backer says there's a reckoning coming. Wow. So the most recent CNN poll, take that for what it's worth, uh, shows Kennedy winning at least one in five voters. Williamson, 8%. There's really 8% of people that says, that's my pick for president. A lot of moon bats, man. (laughs) Still. Well, I mean, for some people, it's they look at Biden, they're like, uh, yeah. we can't do this anymore. I, I think it's more a manifestation of dissatisfaction with Joe Biden. Yeah, they, it is. They realize, OK, this guy is really not up to the task. He hasn't been good. Like for a lot of Democrats, the biggest thing that Biden has going for him is that he wasn't Trump. And that's yeah. it. That's true. And it's 62 percent of people say he. <laughs> The mental fitness, he's not there. 62%. And over a third of Democrats. That's, wow. And the DNC says, yep, no debates, no need. Joe's our guy. Well, they're already saying that, you know, he hasn't campaigned at all. He announced, but he hasn't done anything. He hasn't made any appearances campaign-wise. Well, he's not going to. That's why I said it worked the first time, right? Yes, and yeah. when he did, we had corn pop. We had him challenging an old guy to push-up <laughs> contest. I mean, it was a freaking debacle. Remember they don't the, want him back out the there. idiot horn-honking thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's raining. Yeah. The old drive-in, yeah. everything else. They're honking their horns. Yes. They, I mean, they don't want that again, so it's no. probably just not going to happen. All right. Trifecta time. You ready? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do this. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe off. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Right around this time every day, Scott Robbins' trifecta always helps by his hero. I'm KPK. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm ready. <laughs> three. Number three, Representative Matt Gates apparently is filling in on Newsmax. I didn't realize that, but he's doing hosting a show on Newsmax and, uh, well, beating CNN. This is crazy. Wow. I, I mean, CNN ratings have, you know, been in the tank for a long time, but this is embarrassing. Uh, Representative Matt Gates, serving as a guest host on the network, absolutely smoked CNN in the overall ratings in the 10 p.m. slot this past Friday. And people say, people say, like, yeah, you're kind of kicking a dead horse. But I like kicking this dead horse. Well, yeah, CNN's that really horse. is something. After the town hall from Trump, that was the biggest night they've had in years. And it's just tanked precipitously again after that. 
Well, yeah, there were a lot of people that watched CNN that were ticked because Trump is dangerous. They I mean, that was Trump. the whole thing, dude. I mean, we've had the clips before where yeah. you had people saying it was just so dangerous. Oh, yeah. Donald guys a sitting president. 70 million votes. Leading candidate of the Republican Party. Dangerous for people to hear the message. Holy say the best news for Newsmax was probably the Tucker firing. Oh, there's no doubt, man. No doubt. About that, we're getting closer and closer to number one. This guy Robbins tried fact up to number two. Uh, number two, the Free Beacon has a funny take, and I'll just say this selfishly: sounds a little familiar, but it's about yeah. the Dodgers having the anti-Catholic group for Pride Night. Yeah, this guy named Andrew Styles wrote this piece. He said the situation might have played out differently if the Dodgers had decided to honor so-called gay rights group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of the Islamic faith. Mm-hmm. And he goes Ooh. on. He said, now just imagine, the Dodgers on Wednesday were permanently banned from Major League Baseball and forced to vacate all championships and other accolades after the team invited a group of anti-Islam activists to take part in their Pride Night celebration. We emphatically condemn the former organization's decision to foment racism and Islamophobia under the guise of celebrating our friends in the LBGTQIA LMNOP community, said Commissioner Rob Manfred. Effective immediately, the Los Angeles Dodgers will cease to exist in the eyes of Major League Baseball. He went on to say, later this evening, the league will endeavor to facilitate restorative inclusion by demolishing Dodger Stadium and funding the construction of a mosque, anti-Zionist youth center, and outpatient female circumcision facility. If the roles were reversed. I mean, there's a, there's a few groups who would, uh, if that, in this hypothetical situation, if you have a drag queen doing sexy Muhammad... Yeah, uh, you'd have a few groups out there who would be happy to handle the demolition of Dodger Stadium. Oh, but if it's Christianity, ah, let it go. But that was your idea, David. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was David's idea. Yeah. Yes. Say it again. It was David's idea. Thank you. Thank you, Casey, for the assist. <laughs> I'm not Thank saying you. the free beacon's ripping you off, but. <laughs> the Scott Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day up to number one. Number one, Rolling Stone is very, very mad that furries can't have their way with children. This is unbelievable. You know what happened to Rolling Stone magazine? I mean, I realize it's been happening for a while. But, you know. Over ten years. Yeah. Now, yeah. You're in, in uh, high school or college age. You're getting Rolling Stone. Your bands were in there. And, you know. Well, and I mean, you know, if you go back, Matt Taibbi. Yeah, he wrote for them. Well, he Broke the story about the economic, you know, collapse years ago. I yeah. mean, there was some real reporting going on yeah. there. Didn't always agree with it, but it, it was certainly happening. It's a joke now. They just printed this. A furry fandom convention in Florida has just announced they would, uh, Florida has just announced they would ban minors based on the governor's ridiculous laws. How are they ridiculous? So DeSantis said, hey, if you're uh, under the age of 18, well, sorry, can't go. Imagine being upset about protecting minors from attending a sexual fetish convention. Think about that for a minute. Well, I've heard this go back and forth. Um, tell me what you've heard. From different furries, they've said, well, yes, it's, it's a sexual thing. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, what are kids doing there? Others would say, no, I mean, there are some people that really believe they're like 5% human, 95% mm -hmm. animal, something like that. Well, then we'd call that a mental illness. Yeah. Exactly. See, exactly, right? Yeah. What are we which celebrating is, here? Which is it? And why do we have to celebrate everything? I mean, 
I'm sorry if you're uh, and, and look, you know, like we started off the segment, I don't want to quote unquote oppress anybody. If you want to dress up like a duck and spoon with some guy who thinks that he's a dog, then I fine, do it, I guess. But <laughs> who am I to judge, right? <laughs> Just leave no, the can, kids out of it. All right. I, I, yes. I can judge that one. I feel comfortable judging the <laughs> duck and the dog spooning. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard some other people talking about this whole thing with the law, and then they were talking about the different furries and then the sound that foxes make. <laughs> that they, they make, make that sound, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that's what a lot of the furries do at the conventions. <laughs> yeah, they make the sound of the animal they are while in the throes of oh, passion. Buddy. I mean, yeah. it sounds like a comedy routine. No, I, I, one of those, I see David looking at his computer. Are you trying to pull up audio or no, something? Because I guarantee you, that you, Scott, nor I, for 10 seconds, if we listen to it, could get through it without laughing. Oh, you can't. There, I don't think there's any because way. Because the, the totally cat one is it. kind of a howl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking, this, this fall, the new Oscar bait from Ang Lee. It's a story of a man who likes to dress up as a butterfly and another man who likes to dress up like a dog starring in Furback Mountain. <laughs> dog and butterfly. <laughs> oh, Happy man. Pride Month, everybody. Yes. And there you have it. Yes, the Scott oh, Robbins trifecta. Very uh, good, Scott. Appreciate that. <laughs> the sound of robins mocking furries as cats mating is one of my favorites. <laughs> news update and Nimrod's in the news. Great ad. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I mentioned earlier that Biden was at the U.S. Air Force Academy graduation as he was walking uh, across the stage, a flat stage, that dude took a tumble, like a, a big tumble, not a step or anything. I mean, he just like tripped over his feet or something. Whoa. And just fell down. I mean, you can hear the crowd reaction. As he's, so he's walking forward. So I don't know if he, I, I can't really see if there's much of an obstruction it's kind of hard to tell from the angle of the video that I see. There's a teleprompter there yeah. that he had to walk around, I guess. Again, I, it kind of looks, it's hard to tell from this angle. But, uh, yeah, he just takes a tumble, man. And for a guy who's like 174, that's a... Did he pop back up? No, he had to get help. Yeah, uh, yeah. Secret Service rushed in and picked him Did up. Did they continue on with the oh, ceremony? Yeah. And then they just kind of carted him off. Wow. It was odd. You know, earlier we were talking about Springsteen falling at a concert, but he was going upstairs with a light jog when yeah. he went down. He, and then he tried to get up, but then he needed help. Yeah. And I would imagine Biden, and I'm not even saying this like make fun, that stiff gait they say. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it's not a natural looking walk, that's for yeah. sure. I think looking at the end of the video, he points back to the uh, – box that uh, the teleprompter was on so i don't know if he tripped over a cord or if he just hit the box or saw it got spooked like an old horse or something and fell over 
Was this was this after? Why that? are you laughing, Scott? <laughs> spooked by an old horse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, was this after? Before? Or I think he this spoke, after and then he speech. was leaving. Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. No. Uh, no report on his anything right now yet. No. Okay. okay. I mean, it looks like he's he was walking off with some help. You know, it's like if you were like at a, at a football game and a guy got his bell rung a little bit and he's kind of walking off yeah. with the help of the trainer, everybody's going to stand up and do a nice little clap because it's okay, good. He's not he's not getting wheeled out there in a stretcher or anything like that. So right. not nobody's calling the cart for him. Wow. Okay. Uh Speaking of shows, I mentioned Springsteen. I just happened to see this. It, for some people, it would be an odd pairing. Um, for others, they love it. We've talked about Guns N' Roses on this show before. Yeah. You're not a big fan. Um, if the right opener for Guns N' Roses, would you be interested in going? Mm, probably not. No? Carrie Underwood. Opening well, for Guns N' Roses on three dates. Aren't they friends or they are Underwood and Axel? Yeah. yeah How's the Guns N' Roses them. audience going to treat her? I think they'll treat her great. Mm-hmm. She'll probably do a rocked up sort of set. She's going to play there. Stunningly in, beautiful. Um, in Nashville, that's why I wondered if you'd yeah. want to go. Yeah, Carrie Underwood. She's got the best legs in the business. I know that. But <laughs> Carrie <laughs> under Carrie Carrie undercarriage. <laughs> but but no. But she does actually have a little bit of a, a rock edge to a lot of her songs. Well, yeah. <laughs> And then she'll probably come out and do a song with him. Save him. <laughs> <laughs> One might say that. Yeah. Yes. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We go to Hawaii. This has happened again. Um, it happened at the same location last month. A tourist, following her GPS directions, drove her car right into the ocean. A <laughs> uh, fisherman in a nearby boat. Um, it, he almost seems annoyed, but he's trying to save her. Um, you can hear the audio. Hey, we're at Honolulu Harbor, and this lady just drove into the boat ramp. Just who cares? Leave them on. Let's go. Well, they just, you got to leave the car. Out of there now. La- lady is trying to use her wipers. So turn the wipers <laughs> off. Who cares? Get out of the car. It's going to start there? taking on water right now. Hurry, it's going under. Hurry up and get out. Hurry up and come my way. Hurry up. Quinn. Hurry up and come over here. That's his float. You can use it as a float. Put it under you. You know what I probably hear later? He didn't have to yell True. so much. Mm. That was he's toxic. trying to save her. Toxic masculinity there. Yeah, yeah. Very toxic. Yeah. Hey, first, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robert Show.